Welcome back, my friends, to another episode of Everyday Impact. If you are just now tuning into the show, I just wanted to give you a little bit of background about what we're, what's going on here. My name is Michael Anderson. I'm a licensed associate, marriage and family therapist, and I get that that credentialing is a mouthful. Um, so just plain and simple, uh, I've been trained and specialized in helping uh, heal relationships, which has been such an incredible journey. But then as part of that journey, I got really into values-based therapy practices. And if you're wondering what that is, uh, plain and, again, plain and simple, what I do is I, I specialize in helping people find and live their values, which values are ways of living, ways of being and behaving that are important to us that bring fulfillment and meaning. And so I help people overcome the external and internal factors that are keeping them from living their values, right? External could be relationship distress, could be other number of things that we all go through in life. Uh, internal factors include you know, negative thought patterns that we all experience, uh, unhelpful responses to emotions, anxiety, depression, things like that. It's been so incredible. And as part of that, I wanted to create a podcast where I interviewed people who had overcome these, these obstacles and found and lived their values and built a life of meaning. And it has been such an incredible uh, experience interviewing these people. And Portia Louder is no exception. And so let me go ahead and introduce Portia to you. If you don't know who Portia Louder is, you absolutely need to, as fast as possible, uh, figure out who she is. She's incredible. She speaks openly about her experience um, uh, spending four and a half years in federal prison. She was uh, convicted and sent to prison for mortgage fraud and went through this incredible journey of healing, self-discovery, self-empowerment that is really just truly inspiring. And now she shares that story with as many people as she can. Um, She she currently is in teaching empowerment skills to at-risk youth. She mentors women struggling with trauma and addiction. And she also wrote a book, uh, Living Louder, A Compassionate Journey Through Federal Prison, where she recounts her experience of healing and friendship and and faith that she experienced. Uh, Truly, again, just a remarkable person. So grateful to have her on the show. And so without any further ado, let's jump into the interview with Portia Louder. I would say that maybe the most important lesson that I've learned is that our greatest struggles have the seats of beauty and meaning in them, you know, Mm -hmm. whether it be depression or anxiety for me, because I ended up in federal prison. I I could not imagine how my life was going to unfold and, and I was going to have a future. I mean, I just, life as I knew it ended. So it's like, who am I going to be? I mean, how long ago was that? So I I went to prison in 2015 and I got out in 2019. So I've been out for about three and a half years, years. but as you know, I fought for quite a while to avoid going and I just, cause I couldn't envision a life after going to prison. Like, how do you recover from that? Right. Yeah. 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 So it ended up my, my whole purpose shifted having gone through that experience. And there were times that it was so difficult. And I feel like I built a whole new life of purpose and meaning on a foundation of that pain, walking through that pain, taking accountability for the choices that I made to get there gave me the power 
and the the strength to see a new future for myself. And I didn't know what it was going to look like. Yeah. I just knew that I had to keep going. And so when I see people that are going through the hardest part or they're going through depression and they can't see past it, I just want to put my arms around them and say, it can and will get so much better. There yeah. is something on the other side of this. And, you know, sometimes your purpose and your meaning comes in being able to tell somebody else that's where you once were, look, it's possible to get totally. through that. And so, yeah. I, so um, you, I, you said a phrase that really stuck out to me. You said, walking through your pain. Yeah. And you said, I had such a hard time. I resisted going to prison for so long. Yeah. Can you, would you mind, do we, would you mind backing up just a little bit and sharing more of that story of what, what that was like when, when you decided to walk through that pain and what that process was like through, through you said 2015 to 2019. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. Would you yes. mind going, going there a little bit? Yeah, no, not at all. Um, I, I think that the day that my life completely changed was the day that I was sentenced because up to that point, I was really kind of in denial and kept thinking there's got to be a way around this. I just can't go through it. Mm -hmm. And once it became final, there was a freedom to that because mm -hmm. then I knew, you know, that yeah. this is what I have to do and I can start moving forward. Um, it was still, you know, I had eight weeks to say goodbye to my husband and children before I, my husband drove me to Dublin, California, and I walked into a federal prison. Oh my and goodness. Devastating, devastating. Oh I, I mean, you know, a thousand women wearing khaki, nobody's happy to see you. Everybody's just, you know, you're just like, how am I going to get through this? Oh my goodness. Yeah. What, how did you, I, I'm so intrigued by what you said. You said there was a freedom when the mm -hmm. sentence actually came. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me more about that. In what way was it a freedom? Like, I'm just so intrigued by that statement, by that statement. Yeah. Well, I think that there was a freedom in knowing, you know, there was a freedom in um, the acceptance of it, you know, mm. as hard as it is now I know, and I'm accepting that this has to happen where before I just kept fighting and applying it. And when I look back at my life, I think there were so many opportunities for me just to own where I was and take an honest look. And I didn't do it. And so that, that day happened the day that I sat in the courtroom. Yeah. So, so painful for me, but also freeing for me. The other thing that was freeing for me was that I do not care what anyone thinks anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's freedom, right? Like, oh, I am not yeah. Trying, yeah. like oh. now what? Now any I'm tips, still standing. Any tips on how to get there without having to go to prison? Yeah. <laughs> Can you walk me through that? Is that okay? Yeah, that right. That sounds awesome. Right. There is, there, there, I did see something happen in prison that helped me, helped me understand like power and freedom that way. And that was a, a girl that I met there that was really struggling, got up in a therapy class and she spent 20 minutes reading a list of everything she had ever done to hurt anyone which yeah. is not something, you know, that that's yeah. painful. That's hard stuff. Oh yeah. yeah. It wasn't, she had lost her children, all the things that she had done. And there was so much power in the room when we listened to that, it was so yeah. courageous, you yeah. know? Yeah. And the, the therapist looked at her and she said, I just have one question. I just want to know what would make you care so much about your future that you would stand here today and be so honest. And the woman Whoa. said, she said, because I've tried everything else, 
but telling the truth and taking accountability for my life. And I'm going to do that or I'm going to die. That was like how desperate oh my she was. Goodness. Yeah. Oh my so, goodness. And I, I followed her out the room after and I said, tell me how you did that. Cause I want to do what you just did because I could see that she had let go. She yeah. had chosen to just own it and yeah. move forward and accept it. And that yeah. was powerful for me. So how far in, how, do you know how long you'd been in prison? By two years. It took me two years. And here's the cool thing. I did what she did. I made a list. I made a spreadsheet and I made yeah. categories and I wrote everything I could think of that I had ever done to hurt anyone. And I took full responsibility for it. Like, it wasn't like, yeah, but so-and-so did this to me. It was like, I did these things. I chose these things. Yeah. Then I shared it in a therapy. You know, I took some girls out to the rec yard and I said, I need to read this all to you. <laughs> and they're yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. I shared it. I buried it. I actually yeah. buried it in the rec yard. Physically. physically. Buried yeah. Yard. I made a little thing and I said, now I'm going home free. This is not coming with me. Oh, and was there I, a release involved? Like, could you feel it? Oh, I felt a total release involved. It took, I felt a lot of anxiety as I shared it. I buried it. And I, the last part of my sentence, I started dreaming again. I started imagining a new future for myself. I, like I found so much joy by the end. I was like, I don't even know if I want to go home. Like I feel happy, joyous and free, you know? Uh, Portia, Portia, I'm so mad at you right now because <laughs> I'm like, there's so, there's like number of things that you just said that I'm like, how in the world do we address everything you just said in a 20 minute podcast episode? Right. But I, I so, so powerful. But can I share something that um, came to mind as you said that I'd love to get your thoughts on this because one thing I've been really thinking a ton about is in with my clients, I've noticed in general that about 100% of my clients come in and they basically are saying the same thing. They come and they say, can you please help my pain to go away? Right? Yeah. That's basically what they're saying. Right. I'm feeling sad. I'm feeling anxious. I'm feeling rejected. Can you please help my pain to go away? Right. And one thing I've learned is to feel pain is human. We yeah. do that rejection, exclusion, embarrassment, guilt. Like That's all part of the human experience. But what ends up causing our suffering is the way we respond to our pain. Right. the beliefs we have about our pain pain and suffering are two very different things right to yeah. feel pain is human but the suffering we cause that we go through is totally about the way we respond to our pain right um and so when people say i want you to make my pain go away what i've learned is what they're actually what they're actually saying is can you help me change my beliefs about my pain so that i stop causing myself suffering right yeah does that make sense it, to sense? it does make sense I walked through a lot of pain yeah. and suffering. I mean, just yeah. recognizing the choices that I made and the, the people that it hurt, my children, watching my children grow up without me. So, so painful. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I chose to continue because I knew that on the other side of that pain was freedom and there was a new life and we yeah. had to build it. We had to build it from the ground up. You know, I my kids came out to see me and I looked at my kids and I said, Jackson and Sadie, they were struggling. They were in their teenage years and they had a chip on their shoulder. They were mad at the world. And I said, I did this. I did this to us. And you need to know this isn't your fault. It's not the government's fault. It's not your dad's fault. Nobody but me. Write me letters and tell me how I hurt you. I need oh. to know, you know, share your pain with me because I've hurt you. I need to know. 
And was and, oh, was and was every part of you just like screaming to avoid that pain? I'm sure. I'm sure. Oh, I curled up in a ball on my bunk for three days. I couldn't hardly get out of bed. I was so devastated by the pain I caused my kids. But I knew that we were building something new to walk through that. It's like we wow. have to do it. We, you know, it's the only way forward for us. And it's been the greatest strength to let my kids tell me how I hurt them. Like it, it really is, it's how yeah. I, it's how I show them love to tell me how I hurt you because I want them to be the best version of themselves more than I want them to like me. Right. Like yeah, I want yeah, them to heal yeah. and grow, you know? Yeah. 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 So what, I mean, how, or, or what are you saying? Are we saying there's, there is freedom in embracing accountability, like owning owning the hundred percent. That's where all freedom lies. You have to find your part in every situation. You have to take ownership for, even when someone hurts you, you have to take ownership for your response, how you responded to it. Yeah. And I mean, you don't have to, but that's where the power lies. That's yeah. where the freedom lies. That's where the ability to build something new lies is when you say, I got myself here. Now I have the power to get myself somewhere else. And, and that's where the suffering comes is when we avoid that step. When we avoid right. that process that you're talking about, we cause ourselves all that suffering. And yes. we think what we're doing is we're trying to avoid our pain, but really what we're doing is we're just heaping on so much suffering into our life when we do right. that. Right. Well, that's that's why when I saw this girl stand up, because um, she had a lot of pain. You know, she yeah. she she had a lot of pain and she knew there was nothing left for her except full ownership. That was her way out for yeah. everything. And it yeah. was so powerful. And I, I personally experienced that in, and I've gotten to the point where I've learned that anytime I, it's always ownership and truth for me now, you know, yeah. if I make a mistake, yeah. yep, I did that. It's always ownership and truth. Cause that's where the power lies, you know? <laughs> and, and we hate that as humans, we are so quick in the smallest things to try and find any way to blame someone else. Uh, yeah, I, I had an officer say to me, hey, Louder, why didn't you sign your pay sheet yesterday? And I started making an excuse and he looked at me and he goes, you're better than that. Just own it. And I said, you're right. I just didn't want to do it. And then wow. I realized like he yeah. was valuing me enough to recognize that I, I didn't need to make an excuse. Like I was strong enough to just own my life. And That's from then cool. on. Yeah, it was That's really cool, cool that he cared enough to say that. Right. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. That's <laughs> so sorry I cut you off there from then on what were you about to say right there from then on I just refused to ever make an excuse for anything it was always going to be yep that's what I did <laughs> you know I um uh, this this is this is firing me up this is so cool I have a question for you with this mm -hmm. so um because I could I could imagine um a, a listener listening to this and trying to find this balance here the balance of the finding the power and full ownership while not going down the slippery slope of self-shame and self-ridicule, oh, right? right? It's talk interesting. To me, talk to me about that balance that you found. Well, it's interesting that you say that. So it's actually the opposite of what I always thought. You know, my whole life, I thought I was trying to convince people that I was the good person, you yeah. know, by, by putting a spin on it, or I didn't do that bad and, and making yeah. excuses. Yeah. Because the last thing I want to do is say I'm a liar, or I was dishonest, or I was any yeah. of these things. But when you take all of the judgment out of it, and you just acknowledge your fault, that is where the freedom comes, because you no longer care what anyone else thinks, you only care about what you think, right? Mm -hmm. So if I'm, mm -hmm. if I'm totally comfortable with me, then what the world thinks is isn't important. Although I think probably the world 
thinks highly of you if you have personal integrity, you know, totally, totally. but I know that, um, as I, as, so when I did this little circle down in the rec yard with these girls and they, I mean, they listened and then afterward they started coming to me and saying, Hey, Miss Louder, they would call me Miss Louder, Miss Portia or Miss Louder. I love and so, that. That's awesome. <laughs> they would come in and say, can I tell you my stuff? And I'm like, sure. You know, one girl would wake me up in the middle. I forgot to give you this and this and this. And it became our thing wow. where we just wow. refused to keep secrets that we were going to share everything with each other and leave it there. And so yeah. there wasn't shame to that. We chose not to go that path. We just chose to acknowledge it. Like I said, in prison, there isn't, there isn't this, um, we're not soft on each other there. <laughs> like the therapist, they're not soft. They just say, so you're dishonest. So you do this, yeah, so you do that. Yeah, and then you, yeah. you say, yeah, I guess so. Like you just yeah. recognize it, right? And then yeah. you move past it. Doesn't mean you're a bad person. Maybe your parents were dishonest and you learned that from them, whatever it is. Yeah. I think eliminating the good and bad and just recognizing that we're all human and I'm not a bad person, but I may have been dishonest. Yeah. And if so, then it's best to acknowledge that and then move forward and be done with it. But so I don't feel shame, but I know a lot of people, I used to feel a lot of shame. So. Well, well, it's cool that you, when you're saying this, what thoughts come to mind is maybe it is that process of actually being willing to sit with the pain of being able, and being able to say out loud, yes, I did this, that actually ironically reduces the shame because then we realize I'm act, this pain is not bigger than me, right? right? I'm not defined by the pain. The pain is real and it hurts, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but I'm also bigger than it. Like I can, I don't have to jump into shame. Like I can just it own. takes the power out of it. I really do think that when you acknowledge something, it's like, as long as it's a secret inside you, you know, cause I, I had done some things that I just, I kept secret and they were so yucky and I hated them. And I remember I called my dad to tell him one of those things. And I was just like, and it like hurt me to even say it out loud, you yeah, know? Yeah. And as soon as I said it, my dad's like, I'm so proud of you. And I realized like, I've been holding on to this for so long and yeah. it's not, you know, all that had all that power over me and it doesn't anymore yeah. because I said yeah. it out loud, you know? So wow. I just think, say it, just say it. <laughs> don't, don't hide it. <laughs> you know? So cool. Yeah. 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 So cool. Talk, talk to me about what this journey has been like for you coming out of prison and, and what life has looked like for you. And and how you've applied these lessons into trying to make other people's lives better. Yeah. Well, one of the things that I, I don't know how or why I picked this up, but when I was in prison, I truly believed the world was cheering me on. Yeah. <laughs> you know, everybody in prison said, you're crazy. They are yeah. not cheering you on. I said, oh no, they are. We have a lot to hold up to. How People did you, want do, us to how did you do that? Know. How did you have that mindset? I don't know, but I'm so grateful that I did because I really didn't want to let anyone down. Like in my mm -hmm. mind, I'm like, everybody wants me to succeed out there. Yeah. Like I believed yeah. that I really did. And I'm so grateful for that because I would tell the girls that I'm like, you know, that people want us to succeed. We have an important purpose. We have to keep going, you know? So cool. Especially because <laughs> yeah. I remember in the beginning of this interview, you said, I, I couldn't imagine a life after prison. Right. And so to see that type of mindset shift where now you're like, i I believe yeah. that people yeah. are rooting for me. That people I want me to. Yeah, it was a total shift for me. And, and it has 
been a self-fulfilling prophecy. I mean, that's the beautiful thing about a mindset. You yeah. attract that. Like I got home, I'm a, a member of the LDS church and I got home and I was just like, I know you're all going to be so happy to see me. You know, I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm walking right. into church. I know you want to hear back. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I get up and I share my experiences about prison and they all just sit there silent. And then I get done and they all get up and give me a hug. Like they want, yeah. I just, feel like they must have wanted to hear about that you know yeah yeah <laughs> you're like obviously like this is gold because i feel like people want to pretend this didn't happen and not talk about it oh no like it was a life-changing transforming experience i mean i was like people go on missions and everyone celebrates when they come home why aren't they celebrating that i'm coming home you know <laughs> So, so, you know, in that regard, it's been beautiful because people really have supported me and cheered me on. And yeah. I, I felt that, you know, I felt that from my community. It hasn't, hasn't just been smooth sailing easy, but overall, I feel like I've been so loved and supported. And I, and because of that, I want that so deeply for the women that I was in prison with. I'm like, you don't know how amazing they are. And that's why I wrote a book. And that's why I talk about it a lot is because the human side of these people who have suffered so deeply, who are fighting battles, will never understand is so beautiful. And yeah. the world doesn't talk about that. They talk about all the dumb stuff about prison. And so, yeah. yeah. Well, I am, um, you know, I, I, the, man, I, I wish this was an hour long episode because I got so many things I would love to talk about. But I, I want to just, highlight something you said it's almost you said it's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy and i think as as you're saying that the thought that came to mind was we i think we're, we as humans we are wired to celebrate triumph right we want to see triumph we want to see meaning making happen we want to see that type of process and so when you go with that mindset of um and this is i think part of acceptance and accountability being able to say i'm willing to accept my pain and i'm willing to accept that i can share my story like I'm willing to own that too. Right. And, and I think when we try and hold it in and keep it in, it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. When we have this belief that no one wants to hear this story, everyone's just going to kind of shame it. We keep it, we keep it hidden and then we're, we're never able to affect anyone's life with it. And so it just, it just, it's that feedback loop of, of just, I got to keep it in yep. but when we're willing to say part of me owning this pain is me being able to make a difference in someone else's life. Yeah. And that's have a meaning. I think there's a lot of power there and I yeah. totally agree. I feel it is not perfection that makes me feel connected to others. It's knowing you struggle too. I struggle. Yeah. And there's a way forward together through this struggle. And yeah. so, yeah, I don't, I think being open, not everybody wants to be, but I, I have found for me it to be very freeing and I've made these beautiful connections and totally. yeah, it's been amazing. So, yeah. And yeah, I think you're right. Not everyone wants to be in also add i think it's a journey for everyone right and mm -hmm. everyone has to feel like they have to go start sharing their story right away all of it and right but um but so many important principles here can portia can you tell tell us a little bit about your book if that's okay and tell us a little sure. bit about if someone wants to keep learning more about your story and more from you where can they find you yeah so um <clears throat> i wrote a book it's titled living louder um subtitled a compassionate journey through federal prison it is experiences that I had and lessons that I learned from these women and, um, and just the beauty of that transformation, you know, really yeah. finding myself there. And, um, 
I published that about a year ago. I write a lot on mm -hmm. social media. Yeah. And, and it's on Amazon and it's, it's some other places too. Cool. I don't keep track of all of that that well. <laughs> it's <laughs> somewhere. People, it's somewhere. Yeah. I have some Google, and I, yeah. Google we're, search. We're, what, what's cool about it though, is that I have now um, become one of, I'm working with one of the largest, the largest content provider in prisons. So really? I have my book available in all prisons. Now they can download it for free, which so is so cool, amazing. Course, yeah, yeah that's, that, awesome. that's been amazing. I also have, I mean, it's, I give it free to the deaf community and the blind community because I have an audio version too. So all yeah. of that is available, but people that want to read it, it's on Audible and it's, it's on Amazon. And yeah. also there's a, we have a website, PortiaLouder.com. Um, okay. And I'm, I'm active on Facebook. I'm very active. On, I'm, uh, administrator for Worldwide Unified, which is the largest Facebook group in Utah. So oh, I, cool. yeah, it's cool because I share experiences, not just mine, but like people that reach out that are going through different hardships. I share yeah. their experiences and, and so yeah. they can find me. I'm easy to find. So. Cool. And I'll put links in the show notes and, and cool. everything. So yeah. Portia, this, this has been a real cool treat for me. Thank you so much. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> hopefully love, love to stay connected. Hopefully we're homies now. And yes, we are homies for yes. sure. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed this episode of Everyday Impact. If uh, this show is making a difference in your life, it would mean the world if you'd be willing to, to subscribe and leave a, leave a rating and review. Those are two uh, really small things, especially with this show being so uh, being brand new. Those are two small things that make a big difference in, in getting this show in front of more people. So any help that way would be so, so appreciated. And as well, feel free to follow me on LinkedIn and on Instagram at michaelanderson.mft where I post content on both those platforms uh, just on how to find and, and live our values and, and build a life of meaning. Thank you so, so much. <laughs>